So the power of Pashas Kiseitse, which always comes out in the month of Elul, the opening verse, the Rebbe interprets Kiseitse, Lamolchama Aleivecha, when you will go to war. So Aleivecha is a curious uh, conjugation and a curious syntax. Al normally means upon. So the reading is really, and of course, the, the, the spiritual metaphor is for the war. You're going to war against your enemy. You're going to war against your evil inclination. You're going to war against all of the norms of society that are constantly trying to swarm over you. So the verse tells you that if you want to be victorious in this war, is First of all, you have to go out of your own boundaries. Because within the confines of your normal activity and the normal way that you think, you will never be able to conquer the enemy. You have to be teitze, you have to go out of yourself. You have to reach to a place that's beyond who you normally are. And when you will do that, the Torah promises you that you'll be upon, you'll hover over, you'll have a vision, and you'll be able to experience energies that are not just the permeating light, but also the surrounding light. They're not just the surrounding light, but the essential light that is beyond even the parameters of the infinite and the finite, not limited by either one. And that's the process that we're going through in this week's Pasha. If you will go out when you go to war, if you will go out of your own boundaries, you will not limit yourself to what you consider your norms, what you consider makes sense to me, fits my personality, all that stuff. No, go out of all of that to forget about it. It's Elul. And the Rebbe points out that the connection to the month of Elul, particularly, I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me. And the Alter Rebbe, the founder of Chabad, in analyzing that acronym for Elul, gives the parable of the king in the field. And the Rebbe says there's two things about the king in the field parable. If you're not familiar with the parable, please text me, and I'll go through the whole parable with you. Okay, let's go through it. Um, the Alter Rebbe says, Normally, a king remains in his, in his palace. And, that, and in order to be able to get to see the king, you have to be either a nobleman or you have to have an appointment, to make an appointment way in advance. Uh, only special people at special times can get to actually meet with the king. Then there's once a year that the king says, I, I want to interact with my subjects. So he goes out to the fields to meet everybody and to greet them. And the parable continues... Anyone who wants can then approach the king, and the king will greet them with a pleasant countenance, and he will smile back at them. And then at the end of that time period, the king returns to his palace, and, then, and everyone follows him there. And then, if you want to meet with him, you have to be in a special situation. So the, the parable is, the month of Elul is when the king is in the field. When the king returns to his palace, that's Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, the ten days of repentance. So, but while the king is in the field, anyone who wants can access him. So the Altareb points out that during the month of El, we are experiencing a revelation of the 13 attributes of mercy in a way that's way more intense. In, in a certain sense, this is more intense than these Gimel, Midas, and Achlim, the 13 attributes of mercy that we experience during the 10 days of repentance. In what way? 
So the Rebbe goes back, now the Rebbe talks about it, and the Rebbe expands on it and explains it. And the Rebbe says, let's look at the parable again. What is the difference between the, when, when the king is in his palace, you can truly appreciate he's the king, the majesty of him. You come in there, you're awestruck by the palace, by the accoutrements, by, the, by his palatial chamber, by his palatial robes, etc., etc. You just walk in and you're, wow, it's a huge revelation. You get to see, as the Rebbe quotes, Melech, you see the king in all of his glory and all of his beauty. When the king comes out to the fields, obviously, he comes out in overalls and a Rolling Stone t-shirt. That's it. He's going to hang out with the people. Birkenstocks. That's what he's walking around in. So there's, there's, a, there's two things here. From one side, when, if you look at the king, you don't really see him as something, whoa, not so awesome. But from the other side, because the king is wearing Birkenstocks and blue jeans and overalls, everybody can approach him. He becomes very approachable. So the revelation of the king in the field is from one side, it's a, like everything else looks at this, it's a concealment because he doesn't look like the king, so he's concealed. But from the other side, it's the most massive revelation because you need no specific preparations to be able to approach him. Anybody can walk over there and greet him. And, that, and everybody can walk over to him and greet him. The Rebbe says, what's that part of the parable? That's the idea that no matter how dirty you are from being in the fields, and I mean, even goes into the idea that you're in the desert, but we're not going to get into that today. No matter how dirty you are from being in the fields, you have the capacity to do tshuva. All you need to do is approach the king. And the king is specifically and more impressed and more inspired the dirtier your genes are. If your genes are already clean in your tshuva process and you meet the king in the field, okay, that's very nice. In other words, what's more impressive coming to the king? What's more impressive? The Chabadnik who puts on tefillin every single day and davens with a minion? Or the Yid who hasn't put on tefillin since his bar mitzvah? Or maybe never put on tefillin in his life? Who suddenly inspired, even though he knows nothing, and he may have chaser shalom, chaser shalom, have to put down his double Big Mac to put on the tefillin? Which one is the Abishter, the king who came to the field? Which one inspires him more? Which one does he love more? It's obvious. So the dirtier your pants, the more the king, when he comes to the field, loves it. And the flip side of that is. That if you're walking around with dirty pants, you don't say to yourself, listen, my pants are dirty, I can't go over to the king. No. Chaydesh Elul is your opportunity for Tetzay Lamul Chama. This is your opportunity to go out of your own bounds, leave your own limitations, no matter, come as you are. No matter how you dress, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what your situation, your trials, tribulations, and struggles, spiritual ones might be, this is your moment for Tetzay Lamukhama. Anybody who wants can now go out of their own boundaries and wage the war that needs to be fought. And the result is, the king shows you his pleasant countenance 
and you're able to dominate your enemies, so to speak, transform them and make them into Nesanei Hashem Akecha B'yadecha. Hashem hands over your enemies into your hands. V'shavisa Shivya, you capture captives, meaning you're able to utilize even the energies of your animal soul for holy. You turn around those energies make them holy as well. So may HaKadosh Baruch bless us that we actually go out of our boundaries and we achieve the Alei Vecha, the true conquering of all of our enemies, so to speak, the spiritual enemies, meaning the forces of darkness, transforming them into light, bringing about for every single Jew and for every single human being, inscribed and sealed for your blessings, health, happiness, prosperity, physical, spiritual, and emotional health, and we go immediately, 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 immediately to greet the revelation of when we erase Amalek, the end of this week's parsha, the doubt, questions, and insecurities from within us, and thereby open the floodgates for positivity, clarity of vision, and light with the coming of Mashiach. May it happen now. Amen. L'chaim. Good Shabbos.